is it. We're rolling. We are doing it. Episode 341 of No Laugh Track Podcast. It is a Thursday. I'm here at Acme, and I'm excited to have my guest uh, with me here today. She, uh, she stayed away from Acme in the whole year of 2019, and now she's back in February of 2020. Lori Kilmartin is here. Hi, Lori. Thanks. I guess it would be like a year and a half because I was here in the summer of 2018. I've been, the last couple times I've been here, it's been summertime, and I haven't had a winter in Minneapolis or Minnesota in quite a while, and uh, horrifying. I didn't bring gloves, and I was like, uh, I have so many pairs of gloves at home, I was like, I'll just, I'll just get through it. I'll just use my pockets. And um, You had gloves on when you walked into the club here. You know what? An audience member saw me tweet about it and was like, that you, you won't survive. And so they brought gloves to the comedy show for me. Someone gave me some isotoners. You were gifted isotoners. I was. Look mm-hmm. at that. Yeah. And I'm using them. Thank you. Thank God. I think I'd only have four fingers at this point had, uh, had Tracy not stepped in. Thank you, Tracy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been cold this week. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's been cold. So we're uh, this is gonna be the first of many times I bring up stuff that I've heard you guys talk about you and Jackie Cation on the okay. Jackie and Lori podcast. Okay. And this is the very first one of many. Okay, uh, a couple was an episode. I don't know, probably two months ago. I listened to the recently, and you say to Jackie, "Well, I'm gonna be at Acme." I think you said March, but it's actually February. You said, "I'm gonna be there in March." Well, there'll be snow. What? Listen, is that a serious question? Yes, I don't know this state. I don't know your people, and I know I don't know your weather. Uh, When? Well, I mean, when does snow happen? It snows right in December. Is it last till March? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'll just. I don't want to spend much time talking about weather, but we've had crazy snow in April. April, like baseball season. Justin, I don't track that stuff uh, from my living room in California. Okay, so <laughs> what? It was just a question I asked Jackie because I know she'd be an expert, and I no. wouldn't have to look it up. You need to have updates from like a weather <laughs> app or whatever you use. You need to have updates. I uh, push no- push notifications. No, no. I'd rather come here without gloves and a hat than be constantly updated on Minnesota weather. It's a way to get free gloves. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I still had to bring my own hat, though. Come on, people, step up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, well, I, I always ask, and I'm going to do it now, how has the week been going? I saw you came into town Monday? I got in Monday night, and um, that was lovely. You, you know, the last couple times I've been here, I, I work at Conan, so I'm always working around hiatus schedules. Yeah. And, you know, so I, I come in at the last second. I fly in either on on Tuesday, and I, you know, get into the airport at 7 and come right to the airport, to the club, and it's stressful. But we had this whole week off, so I came in at night early. And uh, just had all Tuesday to myself in the warehouse district. It's fucking awesome. Going to Moose and Sadie's and et cetera. Uh, it was very relaxing. So I've, it's only Thursday and it's been uh, very wonderful. I, I, I have a kid at home and I have a mother that lives with me. And um, so when I'm on the road, I'm in a hotel and people clean up, up after me. It's amazing. Uh, so I just have been really enjoying my time in my bed. I saw you put on Instagram something about uh, the decision whether to leave a bed or <laughs> anything else. I couldn't I don't leave the bed. So, uh, a couple of people said, do you want to do lunch? And I'm like, I know, uh, you know, I don't want to invite you to my room and I'm not leaving my room. So I'm sorry. I can't have lunch with you. It's not personal. I just need to be not needed by somebody. And when I'm at home, I'm constantly being clawed by, by, you know, four different hands. Yeah. Last time you were here, I don't remember. How long is... Your mom been living with you? Um, four years almost. Okay, yeah. 
it's awful because I agreed or I thought I said, why don't you come and move in with me? She just, um, you know, uh, she was, she's in terrible health. She's been dying for 60 years and I'm like, she's got, it'll just be a couple months and then we'll, you know, we'll say goodbye to her (laughs) and she keeps living. It's astonishing. The thing is, is my mom has her health problems are solvable by pills. Okay. Like my dad had cancer. He had, he had lung cancer. Couldn't beat it. It's terminal, uh, stage four when they found it. But my mom has clots, but you know, you can break clots up. So she's, she's just taken a ton of blood thinner. She's purple. Her whole body is a bruise <laughs> and her, the, her veins look like, uh, you know, like the gutter of a bowling alley. It's just filled with little balls. Oh, no. Yes. No. But somehow medical science can keep this woman alive. But now my dad who's the more chill and, and fun grandparent, quite right. frankly. So I'm, I'm angry at science, and I'm angry at progress. Uh-huh. Not, I'm not for it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, um, who's, who's your kid with this week? Staying, up, staying I, back with mom? I don't know, and I don't care. No. <laughs> it's none of my business. When I'm on the road, I shut it all off. No, my mom's taking care of him, and his dad is pitching in, too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. um, Should you still live in California? Uh, Yes. Would you ever – is that where you want to be for the rest of your life? No. No, 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 no. As soon as my son graduates from high school, I'm gone. For real? Yeah. Oh. I mean uh, from L.A. I I don't think I want to stay in L.A. Um, uh, I love New York City. um, And I also also miss the Bay Area where I'm from, uh, San Francisco Bay Area. And – I don't know. Or also, I maybe want to live in Europe for a year and just do stand up in Europe, just to see if I can pay my pay my rent for a year. You know, I, I think it would be really cool. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, probably have to be based out of like London or someplace English speaking. But there's tons of gigs all over, like uh, in France and you know Amsterdam and stuff. And uh, I would just love to be on the road doing one nighters in Europe for a year. To me, that would be awesome. Have, you know, I was going through the notes uh, from the last time you were here in July of 2018, episode number uh, 301, mm-hmm. if people want to go back. Wow. And, and one of my notes, uh, I, I don't think I ever really brought it up. We did. We didn't, spend much, we didn't spend much time, and I am still curious about it. You have dual citizenship? I do. I, Tell um, me about that. Uh, I have an ancestor who uh, came here from Luxembourg, which is this little tiny country that borders Germany and France and Belgium. It's It's surrounded. And uh, it's a duchy. It's it's it doesn't have a military or anything like that. It's one of those countries Germany always always blows through on its way to attack another country. Okay, right? and uh, uh, they they had because when they joined the European Union, um, the EU, yes, somehow some you know lawyer in the U.S. who was of Luxem- Luxembourgish nation- nationality. Uh, pointed out that uh, people who came here to the U.S. were kicked off of Luxembourg citizenship rules without their permission. And he said it's, it's unfair. So <laughs> although this happened 100 years ago, they agreed to take back, um, give citizenship to anyone who felt like they had had it wrongly taken from them. And technically I qualified um, because I had a great-great-grandmother who, who left Luxembourg in the time frame that they gave. Yeah. And so I, you know, it was a ton of paperwork and, you know, tracking lineage and all that kind of stuff. And they, they came to Wisconsin. Most of the Luxembourgers went to Wisconsin and uh, Minnesota, but mostly Wisconsin. Um, and uh, Your so relatives from there did? My, from my mother's side, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was – I got my passport about eight months ago. 
and then my son will have it and his kids will have it. It it goes on indefinitely. So we, I look at it as an escape plan. And when I started this process, I was like, it'd be cool to, you know, not have to get a visa to work in Europe. Yeah. And now I'm like, I might need to leave this country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking like for if, real estate. If this election doesn't go the right way, I might need to leave, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, even if just for healthcare reasons, you know, I'd rather live in Europe than if I get diabetes pay, you know, a thousand a month for insulin here. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, move to Minnesota. We're a little closer to Canada to drive to get your. No, I I can't afford gloves here. (laughs) Just just buying isodoners every single day will kill me. I'd rather live in Europe. And what if instead of doing that post the other day where you're like, I have all these gloves at home. I have all this insulin at home. I forgot it. Wow. Would someone have shown up with a vial of insulin? I don't think so. I don't think Americans are that generous. <laughs> no, anymore. I don't think you so. You can't. It's, a, it's in, actually a coveted commodity. But in Luxembourg, yeah, possible. Yeah, I mean, it's part. It's you know, the, all those countries over there have like socialized medicine, basically. So if you if you live there, you can you can use their health system. How? So what? Besides an escape plan, yeah. I mean, what was your like? What is the advantage? What are you getting out of it? Like. Well, I I wanted to be able to work in Europe and not have to apply for a work visa. And then, you know, sometimes I guess you have to fly back to your original country every three months. It seems like a hassle if you're not a European. And this way, you know, I I don't have my EU passport, but I could get it. And uh, but at the moment, I'm, you know, I'm I'm like cleared. I can kind of do whatever I want in Europe. How about have have you? Worked Europe Plus, before? what if on a, on a plane that's hijacked? Here we go. Right? Yeah. And they're like they're looking for Americans to kill. Guess what? Let me pull out the old Luxembourg <laughs> passport. Lux- Everyone loves Luxembourg. Okay, it's they it's a tax haven and they take in refugees. It's a gorgeous, good little country. They would never harm a Luxembourger. So I <laughs> I'm thinking of hijackings and diabetes in my future. Luxembourger. That's right. That's right. <laughs> My sovereign is Grand Duke uh, Henri and his wife, Grand Ooh. Duchess what? Sophie. Yes. What are these? I don't have a president at the moment. I don't feel <laughs> I have a president. I am a sovereign. Uh, my sovereign is, is a, a Grand Duke in Luxembourg. That's so who my like, leader is. So like in the United States, you know, some people refer to the uh, current president as 45. What is right. it in Luxembourg? Like 400 something or Probably, 20? Yeah, definitely. Like, what is no, it? it's, it's a very long lineage. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. I should know that. I should know more history. Uh, was there any sort of, uh, I think that's probably my last question about it. Was there any, like, people have to do a citizenship test here and to know all these facts about, like, um, you know, uh, things that me as a normal, somebody who was right. born and raised here don't, don't know. Right, Did you right. have anything like that? No, it's, it, it's the, this path to citizenship particularly for Americans, was incredibly easy. Incredibly easy. Which it's like, oh, everything's easy for Americans. <laughs> it's not fair. We we did have to visit Luxembourg, but it's beautiful. So it's, you know, it's full of castles. It's like living in a medieval, you know, uh, like a, a theme park almost. It's so beautiful. And the stuff's really old. and, and uh, But it's also very cosmopolitan. There's, you know... Um, the people I ran into some Yemeni um, refugees, and they have to learn Luxembourgish, which is a language only four farmers speak, <laughs> and they have to learn I think French or German. Um, so, I mean, for regular refugees coming there, they have to do a lot more work than uh, us Americans, which hardly seems fair because they actually really need to live there, and the Americans are just. Are we okay? Hey, uh, Brandon, should we be concerned someone just fell off the table here? 
<laughs> right. <laughs> Sounds I'm good. not concerned. I think it's fine. I mean, not we, but you. <laughs> uh, one other thing I had in my notes, actually, was something I wrote, like, Luxembourg, three languages. So that's what it is. Luxembourg is German and French. That's uh, what they speak there. Okay. But again, Luxembourg is just, like, very localized. Okay. It's almost like you'd have to learn to speak um, Navajo to become an American. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> it is the original language, but not many people speak it. Oh, my. Wow. I wish somebody would do that. That would be great if people had to learn yeah. a Native American language, it would including frickin- uh, white uh, colonizing Americans. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that would change your perspective on th- yes on uh, this country if you were mm-hmm. f- doing that as a kid. Um, so I told you before we started recording that I uh, I didn't make it, but I did get to hear your set from Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to give, like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, and I love your joke about this, and then make you, uh, like, uh, repeat everything. But uh, you do talk about something about um how do i say it uh a second language about how you want your son to know spanish yes right Mm -hmm. and i just had a conversation with somebody about that the other day like i have uh well since last time i saw you i have another daughter i have three daughters now 13 11 and almost six months oh my god what a wait huh what a wait that's uh you took 10 years off your wife took 10 years off well i got a different wife oh (laughs) i see got it yeah no more questions for me (laughs) no understood (laughs) yeah still two with one and then one with the other Mm -hmm. one yeah um but i think i i was talking to my mother-in-law actually yesterday i said something about french and i took french in high school she's like oh my goodness do you speak french like hell Hell no. Yeah. And even if I did then, where would I be using it now? Just New Orleans and Montreal. Yeah. It's really not a helpful language here. Not at all. No. Spanish is very helpful here. Yeah. And I, so I, I really want my kids to be learning that. I wish they would have started earlier. Yeah. I got one. I could still <laughs> – I can get one right now. You can get the little one into an immersion school. Which is really great. But you also, like my son was taken in a Spanish immersion and it was like a 45-minute drive. And the, it was it was an awful. Yeah. It, 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 I, I did it for three years and then I couldn't do it anymore. And I wasn't getting any help from the other parent that okay. I was promised. So I don't mean to litigate that again. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and, you know, I it was the Spanish was getting advanced to the point where I wasn't going to be able to help with homework. Yeah, and, I was curious about that. Okay. Yeah. So I pulled him out. But his accent, he his accent's perfect. So when he whenever he does study Spanish again, it'll be it's in his brain. Okay. You know what I mean? Because he had it for, he had it for K one two three. Yeah, this is why I'm not very good with him. Are you saying K one two three four years? Yeah. Uh, I just think I don't know. I don't even know why I brought that. I was just I I love that. I think uh, I wish I knew a second language. Yeah. I even had. I just sold something recently on uh, eBay. And the guy, I sold some baseball cards. The right. guy that came, no, it wasn't eBay. It doesn't matter. It's Craigslist. So a local guy came over, met me in my garage. I sold him the baseball cards. Yeah, man, this sounds like a murder about to happen. And uh, well, he okay. never left. He's still there. It was okay. two months ago. <laughs> and um, he was deaf. Oh. And we couldn't freaking, like, we were texting each other before he got, or, you know, emails and texts before he got there. But then he gets there and he's like, points to his, I'm like, I, 
I just felt like such a jerk. Like, I want to be able to communicate with you. And we're just like, well, I'm trying I mean, to mouth things. Like, ah. Again, I mean, sign language, I think that's also a great language to learn uh, if you, you know, have deaf people in your life. Yeah. Right. But I don't think you need to learn it for one interaction on Craigslist. <laughs> that's quite a commitment. And you need to I look more, at your priorities. I have more baseball cards to sell. Oh, and I see. No one wants them, but maybe him. So. Okay. Well, maybe he'll spread the word. <laughs> Uh, via text. Have you uh, have you ever done a? Um, I'm sure you have. There was an article I read that was uh, going around online last week. It, it was uh, a thing about comedians performing with a sign language interpreter next to them. Uh huh. I haven't have, seen the article. Okay. Do you have a history? Like, have you done that at colleges or any certain shows? I don't and, call for it. I mean, uh, but maybe they'll supply when, it. No, when you're at a venue that has that has that. Um, sort of empathy for potential audience members, then yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. But you'd be interested in reading this. I'll, I'll give you the quick uh, version of it. It's, uh, it was interviewing these people and like they get fucked with. Yeah. And then they have to translate it. Right. And like then other comedians have come into like, you know, like, I'm going to, uh, you know, like I'm going to get them to say all this crazy stuff and they're yeah. going to be forced to do it. I just, you know, it's, uh, it's the first time you do that, it's fun, but then you realize, oh, that's what every comic does when they have a translator. Yeah. So now I'm just a hack making somebody say fuck. Yeah, because so. I had, it doesn't matter who it was, but there was somebody that's been on this podcast that I talked to them about doing that exact thing like a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, comedian has special and that happened. And he did that. He, he fucked with them. And I'm sitting here like laughing my ass off like, this is so funny. And then I just read this article last week. I'm like. Oh, yeah, like what you just said. It's Everyone kind of hack. It. It's yeah. kind of shitty. Yeah. 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 But I mean, the first time is fun. Everyone, you got to do it <laughs> the first time. You got to, I mean, it's hack for me because I've seen it done a million times and I've done it. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like your first dick joke. You got to, you you deserve to have the fun of telling it. And then you realize, oh, I don't, you know, maybe I can write something else too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we should talk about the fact that you, uh, we're doing a podcast right now, but this isn't the only one you're going to be doing here this week. I know. At- Too many podcasts. <laughs> Look at your reaction. Too many podcasts. What the hell? Too many podcasts. <laughs> you're going to do the Jackie and Lori show here. We're doing it at four o'clock. Yeah, Jackie uh, insanely decided to fly out. She has family here, so it's not too insane. It makes sense. She's probably going to do a dad check as well. But uh, yeah, so we're going to do something at four in the afternoon on Saturday because we have to put one up on Monday. It was either that or wait till I fly back to LA on Sunday night and do one at 1030 on Sunday night, which we frequently do, but I'm constantly yawning through it. So, um, this way I probably won't be yawning as much, but that is a, that is nap time when I'm on the road is 4 PM. So we'll see. I can understand that. Um, I'm impressed. I, I continue. I listened to quite a few episodes in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. In, in preparation for you coming here, it never, even if it happens every episode or every two, three episodes, I love the fact that you guys are always like, "All right, where's the time? What time are we on? How much time do we have left?" Well, we don't have a stop, oh, and we just sort of have to check the equipment. But um, you know, oh god, we have ten more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we try to keep it to an hour exactly, and not go over, and not go under, and you know, I love but, that. it just feels like being on stage. Sometimes it's like, am I done yet? Please, right? And there was one uh, that just recently. It's like, oh, how much? How, Jackie, how much time? Where are we? And it was you know, like ten or fifteen minutes left, and then you finished recording that one, and then as I'm listening, it just pops right into the very next episode. That you clearly recorded 10 minutes later. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> How yeah. do you do that? Well, we sometimes we have to double up. 
You know, we have not taken a single week off since we started. And so we've, we've met up in weird locations. We've, you know, recorded two or some, maybe one night we recorded three in a row, three hours of talking about comedy. There's not with that the much same, to talk about. With the same person. Yes. So, uh, yeah, we're, we try to be as consistent as possible to, uh, increase our Patreon <laughs> <laughs> or our max fund subscribers. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, as someone who hosts a podcast that I've done two in a row occasionally, like we'll do that crash and burn week. Oh yeah. You know, oh, and fun. I'll do them back to back and, uh, it's fun. I get through it, but it's a little more work. I can't imagine doing what you guys do sometimes where it's the same person. And you know, like I'm sitting here, like I get to research stuff about yeah. a different person every episode. Yeah. It's just you two. Like, wow. Yeah. I mean, you know, we tend to be able to fill it. I'm sure we repeat a few stories. In fact, I know we do, but, uh, <laughs> You just don't want a fact checker to uh, yeah put put that stuff yeah. out there. I uh, I've been looking forward to sharing with you the news that um, one of my daughters is about to start swimming this year. Hey, competitively, cool. yeah, awesome. Uh huh. So it, it, what? Tell me, is she is like a rec swimmer right now, or mm-hmm. okay? Yeah, uh, my eleven year old. Cool. They don't they don't uh, uh, unless you pay for a club team, which I certainly can't afford. Um, but now she can join the high school team. Oh, great. In this fall. Yeah. With the 11 year old can? As a seventh grader. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. When did you start? Um, as a, on I a guess team? When I was like four. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going swimming after this. Right. I've got my equipment. That's why I didn't wear any makeup. Sorry, I look like shit, but I don't want mascara dripping down my face <laughs> at the YWCA. There's a great pool. There's a, this. I love Minneapolis's pools. There's a great pool at the W, at the YW. 25 meters. It's open all day long. What's the most you paid to go swimming on the road? Um, I think this in San Fran- the San Francisco Y both cost 20 bucks For a day? Well, it's a day pass at the Y, but I'm only going to swim. I'm not going to do anything else. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you got to keep your sanity on the road. I also do Bikram yoga, and that's more expensive on the road. The single, anytime you're doing a single class of something, that's when they really gouge you. Oh, I suppose, yeah. We'll, but we'll, we'll otherwise, take... I'd lose my mind. Yeah. It's, I don't know anything about Bikram yoga. It's like hot yoga. It's like a 90-minute class. and uh, That's turn... somewhere you, have, you can't do that like, on your own. You have to do that in a yeah, class? Yeah, you kind of have to do it in a class. I mean, I guess you could go in the bathroom and turn on the shower and waste <laughs> water horrendously and <laughs> try to do some poses. But it's so um, hard that it, you need to have a teacher there to keep talking you into it. Otherwise, I would quit after like three poses. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, – remind me again. I'm what, – what, uh, when you were swimming competitively, mm-hmm. which events did you do? Uh, breaststroke mostly. A uh, little I am, but mostly breaststroke. Are you pumped for the Olympics because of swimming this summer? Um, yeah, I don't like. I haven't had regular TV for a long time, so I've been kind of disconnected from the Olympics. Um, maybe I'll get it this year. My son plays water polo, so he might want to watch some games. And you wow, know, yeah, water polo. Mm-hmm. How does a kid get into water polo? Is that um, popular in California? Oh yeah, it's very popular in California. Outside or indoors or outdoors? Oh, outdoors. Okay, yeah. Um, he, my son had scoli, a little bit of scoliosis, like his spine was a little curved. Yeah. And, uh, so the doctor said he should swim and I'm, I was already on board with that anyway. So I made him swim a lot when he was like seven, eight, nine, ten. 
And I made him swim so much he hated it, but it did fix his scoliosis. So I'm like, look, I won. I don't care if he hates swimming. I won. And uh, he didn't want to be a competitive swimmer, but he did fall into water polo, and he really liked that. And so to me, it's similar in that it's using his back muscles equally, so it's going to keep his spine straight, and, and he likes it, and he's good at it, so it's it's cool. As a mom of a athlete participating in water polo, how was that to watch? Oh, I don't watch it. I. <laughs> what do you mean? He doesn't. He, Mike. He doesn't want me watching his workouts. He'd be mortified. But when they have like comp, like don't they play other? People yeah, every or once something? in a while. He was on a rec team for a while. He just joined like a bigger, bigger team that's like two hundred dollars a month. And uh, jeez, I know it's. I swimming used to be a cheap sport. I mean, I'm sure it's cheaper compared to you know figure skating or something. I but that's. Anyway, uh, we, he hasn't been on. A, he hasn't done a game yet because it's uh, February. But uh, oh, okay. I'm sure I'll go to a game. But, I mean, they start at like 7 in the morning, and they're like an hour's drive away. I don't know. We'll see. Are, they're not, are there water? They're not, or you don't know. They're not water polo moms and dads? Yeah, there like, are. Go I mean, on, if my son makes the Olympics, I will watch that for sure. <laughs> but I'm not sure I'm going to go to Anaheim. You'll support that? That's, yeah. That's great. Are, are we building another condo nearby? Oh, my. Could, get... Tell them we're here and we'll let them in. They can. They only have to knock once. Wow, or, that is some aggressive the, hammering. Use the doorbell. It works. <laughs> hmm. That sounded like it was coming from the kitchen, possibly? I don't even know what's on the other know. side of that wall. Maybe a heckler was uh, trapped there several weeks ago. <laughs> and they're, they're trying to get out. So uh, let's talk about that briefly. I watched, so there, I got to listen to um, your set from Tuesday. And you posted a clip mm-hmm. from Instagram about... Um, Peep, uh, you you have a joke you're doing about dogs. <laughs> oh yeah, and the, uh, uh, it's about dogs. I'm not. I don't want to get into it. No. Most of it is crowd work, and then yes. I have a joke at the end. Yep. But the crowd work's always different every night. That's mm-hmm. the fun part. And uh, so this lady got really upset because her dog was dying, and so she stormed out really slowly. <laughs> it was like the longest walkout ever. <laughs> and then I told her, I, I said, I hope your dog dies. And the crowd, lo- look, the crowd loved it. Because <laughs> they crowd hated her and by extension, her dog as well. <laughs> so <laughs> they hated all of her pets. Oh, it's so funny how life works because just um, a strange coincidence. My, my mom's dog isn't dying, at least I don't think. But she came over this morning. Um, to help watch the baby, and uh, she's like, yeah, I was up late. I didn't get hardly any sleep because her her dog was uh, making weird noises last night. So Why? I don't know. I don't know. She, wow. She calmed it down, and it stopped. I wonder if there's a ghost in her house. <laughs> Do you know Karen Rontowski? Uh, I know that name. She's a comic, and she also is a ghost hunter, and she does tarot cards. She's all into that world. Do you... She leave? should visit your house. Do well, she should work at Acme, but she's also visit your house and see if your mom has ghosts at her house. <laughs> they've taken a long. They've lived in that house for like thirty some years, so these ghosts have taken a long time to expose themselves. Well, ghosts aren't going any. I mean, they've got nothing to do. They can take naps for decades and then wake up and you know thirty year dirt nap. Sure. Yeah. Now, now I'm going to awake. Uh, do you believe in ghosts? No. No. Tarot reading? Would you go to one of those? No. All right, everybody. Hold hands. <laughs> I'm not touching you. I don't think that's a tarot reading, right? Oh, that's a uh, cr- the crystal ball. Well, no, they do that, too. 
Do they? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. What, what do I know? I mean, if I were, you know, I'm watching Outlander right now. So if it was like the 1700s and I didn't have an iPhone, I didn't have anything to do. And someone's like, hey, let's do a tarot reading. I'd be like, okay, here you go. Here's my hand. Here's my cards. You know, tell me whatever you want to tell me. But um, I could be distracted by things that are logical now. Uh, and I don't need to be distracted by magic. Fair enough. How was the... Um How's the writing gig going, Conan? How many years has it been? Uh, ten years. Jeez, Louise, that's congrats. Yeah, thanks. It's it's, it's rare in late night. Yeah, um, or it's rare in the writing world. I think late late night can be a job that once you get, you know, you get to have it for a while because it's you get in the rhythm of it, and you know, it's hard to find people that can jump into the rhythm of it. And so once when you do, you sort of keep them. And sure, I mean, also a lot of shows just don't last that long. Right. Oh, that too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I jumped onto a a ship that keeps sailing. So yeah. I'm pretty happy. Conan's <laughs> the best. What what uh, what's the biggest change since you went to a half hour for you? Um, Any changes? Yes. The uh, the monologue is shorter. Yeah. They would let one of the monologue writers go, so it's just myself and Brian Kiley. So it's a little more, um, and the monologue is more about one topic, which is a little harder. Um, it used to be we do like 10 jokes and it, so it's 10 topics and at least two of the stories were just silly, ridiculous, yeah. you know, stuff about squirrels or you know, whatever it was, like a Florida guy running into a Florida man. Exactly. And now they're, they tend to be, um, you know, two or three jokes about the same topic. So that can be a little uh, tougher, you know. Like, there's stories you're like, oh, we can't do that now. And it's like, oh, even though this is a fun, dumb joke, we don't really have time to do to do it, you know? Sure. It's just like two or three jokes and then get on to the sketch. So, uh, yeah, it kind of – it cut our workload, but it made our workload a little more intense too. Are the same amount of works that uh, – works that – same amount of works that you week or weeks that you work? <laughs> yeah. Either of those? Yeah. It's the same? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then you're hosting some sort of – podcast for them oh yeah i'm hosting uh it's called the best of stand-up from conan yeah and it's um the the digital team um they they're taking like uh five five sets from every single year conan's been on the air and we sort of listen to them and i you know i was just supposed to intro them but i'm like i listen to the sets and i sort of give my thoughts on yeah. things if the audience sucked or you know things that are seem like they went wrong or went well or whatever um and it's kind of cool like the first season Norm McDonald was on the air, uh, did Conan, and no one knew who he was. He hadn't gotten Weekend Update yet. So oh, wow. it took a while for the audience to get into him, but they liked him at the end. And then the next year, he had just gotten Weekend Update. And as soon as Conan said his name, they were screaming and they, he just murdered. It yeah, was just yeah. so interesting to see what fame can do to just a set within one year. For sure. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, uh, Ali Wong's been on this podcast. I love Ali Wong. There's an she's example. so funny. Yeah, she's so funny. She like she moves funny, you know, and her voice is funny and her 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 point of view is funny. She's she's um she's very fun to watch, you know, and she's a great writer. Yeah, she's great. I watch her when she dances around her, her living room with her kids on Instagram. <laughs> That's <laughs> I cool. don't even know why they're entertaining, but they are. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um Let's see. What else should we talk about here? Oh, I, I didn't want to leave here today without saying how out—not I'm outraged—but uh, here's one of the things that I was going to bring up that has come up on the Jackie and Lori show. 
Jackie Cation sleeps in a full-size bed with her husband. I can't believe that. It's too small. I, I, I can't, I even, sleep I in can't a, even look at her the same. I sleep in a queen by myself. It's not big enough. <laughs> like, the fact that you'd have another person in a smaller bed is outrageous to me. Yeah. We recently upgraded in the last year or so to the king. Yeah. Which barely fits in our bedroom. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're there to sleep. It's right? the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone should have their own covers. Like, you shouldn't share a duvet. You shouldn't share a cover. You should each have your own queen cover. Interesting. Yes. Hmm. You don't, don't worry about it, how it looks, you know, when you make the bed. Oh, when you're sleeping. The, do the what? Make the what? <laughs> you don't want to pull a cover and, it's, and then someone pulls it off you. You shouldn't share a cover. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's a dumb old habit. You know, in the old days, um, at least on television, married couples slept in separate beds. Yeah. And yeah. they knew what they were doing. And somehow <laughs> they pushed it together and made everyone on a double sharing pillows and covers. Awful. When I was a little kid, we would go visit my grandparents and they had separate beds and separate rooms. Yes. And I, at one point, I thought that that was like common for uh, like it half should the population. Be. It I've should never, be. I've never met anyone since. Like, less people that are, you know, well, we've separated and I'm looking for a new house. Like, that's the only people. Yeah. My grandparents were together until they died. You know, it wasn't because they hated each other. No, but they needed to get away from each other. Yeah. Your grand, listen, your grandfather was awful and your grandmother needed her own place. And it's (laughs) time for you guys to accept that about him. (laughs) You, you knew them? Yeah. That's, That's wild. Um... Let's see. How are some of the other things here? I'm just going to go through my notes here. I found out from your podcast that Lisa Lampanelli retired from comedy. I totally missed that. Since then, I've gone and searched that. And apparently, she had made an announcement of that on the Howard Stern Show. I guess so. I missed year. it, yeah. I didn't, know, didn't know anything about that. Yeah. I was as surprised as, uh, I guess, you guys were talking that people yeah. retire from comedy. I'm so envious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, tell me how you do it. I remember when God. I worked on the... Uh, you know, the radio show I worked in here in the Twin Cities. Uh, and she, the height of her popularity. Yeah. She was coming to the Twin Cities to do a show. So she was on the radio show to promote it. And, and she was, like, her 10-minute segment was the typical, uh, the blacks and yeah. bitches and the blacks and the whites. And then uh, this segment, and she, she kills it. Yeah. It's super funny. Segment ends, she hangs up. Five minutes later, that was at the time where my job, like, I answered the phones on the show. She yeah. Called, phone rings five minutes after she's on. It's her. She calls back my clothes. Hey, it's Lisa. I just want, and that woman who was on the air going, the blacks, was totally gone. And it was, hey, I just want to say thank you. I mean, that was just a fantastic, just like the most right. polite, sincere, like, I didn't catch a, gli- there's no hint of that smart ass that we just had on the radio. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's really tough to, when you, that's a character, Right. Right. And when you do a character, it's got to be something you can commit to long term, right? And that particularly, you really can't. It's just not going to work. I mean, I mean, it might work with her audience still, like, but it, it's going to get diminishing returns. Yeah. And then it just becomes exhausting. Like Emo Phillips, I think, is a character as well. Oh, but he yes. can just keep – there's nothing – He could, all he has to do is talk – like that when he performs, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think with with her, I mean, I could be wrong, but but uh, I I know her. You know, she sort of developed that character and it took off. And I and I think that's got to be exhausting. And whenever you like, when I hit the stage, most people don't know who I am, so they don't know what to expect anyway. So I set the terms 
pretty quickly. And now when she goes anywhere, what people expect is what you just said. And maybe she doesn't want to do that anymore. And and so there's no way out of that, really, except disappointing people. And you don't want to disappoint people when they come to your show. No. So in a way... My uh, career choice of being not famous really worked out for me, <laughs> and I'm sorry. So I'm sorry for Lisa's success. <laughs> it really ruined comedy. Poor for her. Lisa and that success <laughs> that she walked away from. Yeah, she's got like a million dollar house someplace. <laughs> I mean, she's quite wealthy. Oh, I love it. Our dude, did you? Bring a what kind of merch do you have on the road here in Minneapolis? I, I brought um, eighty pounds worth of books. Um, so I, I've written two books. One of them is called Shitty Mom, and it's a parenting book. And mm-hmm. the other one is called Dead People Suck, and it's a uh, hospicing book, I guess. It's about um, cancer and hospice and losing a parent and griefs and funerals and all that stuff. Yes, exactly. So, um, yay. Uh, so, yeah, I've been selling those after the show, signing them. And, um, yeah, it's heavy. Man, they're heavy. Well, I, I just carried one copy of Dead People Suck here that I bought uh, recently, and I'm going to ask you to sign it when oh, we're cool. done here. Thank you. And it's for what, sure. I don't know if you remember, but I did the same thing with your first book. Oh, yeah, Shitty Mom, right? Yes. Right. And, you, and I just, look, I just uh, looked at it the other day, and you wrote a little note about uh, me being a shitty dad. And I, <laughs> I cherish it. I think it. I was right. I, I cherish it to this day. <laughs> um, let's see here. Look at the time here. Yeah, let's go a little bit more. I'm curious... Your son is, what, 13, 14, somewhere around there? Okay, and uh, my oldest is 13. Um, Maybe they'll get married one day. That's what I'm I'm trying to... (laughs) We'll be in-laws. I want to move to California, so let's make that happen. Well, I'm moving to Luxembourg, so (laughs) she has to be cool with castles. Oh, castles are fun. (laughs) Can be a princess. You finally can be a princess. Um, uh, No, no, what was I just saying? Oh, yeah. So I'm curious about... So being cool to a 13-year-old, like I'm me being cool to my daughter, you looking cool to your son, does that, does that ever happen? Oh, no. I don't think – I mean you it's shouldn't impossible. be – At some point you shouldn't be cool to your kids, right? Sure. Um, no, he's like – he thinks stand-up comedy is lame because I do it. Like he, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you'll find a comic he likes, but it's like, oh, you know, he's been to Flappers too many times with me in, uh, in Los Angeles too think comedy is anything but something he has to sit through uh, <laughs> because I couldn't get a sitter. So um. <laughs> <laughs> I came home once. Uh, Dana Gould was here and he and I were talking about, he was telling me about when he goes out, he had gone out trick-or-treating with this YouTube star, yeah. Jason Nash. Oh, well, Jason's a stand-up too. He's a YouTube star? According to my daughter. Who? No way, really? Oh, yeah, who thinks like that's the freaking coolest thing ever. <gasps> What's he do on YouTube? He does. She knows like videos with his kids and stuff. Oh, I heard. He I've was never doing seen that. One. But yeah, my okay, that's cool. Good oh, for yeah. him. No, my daughter like is like, can we? I want to go trick or treating with your friend. She calls Dana Gould my friend. <laughs> I want to go trick or treating with your friend because Jason Nash is going to be there. Oh my god, like, this hilarious! Is crazy, really? That's funny. So, I gotta check out Jason's site. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so I'm like. One degree away from sort of being cool because I know Dana Gould and Dana Gould knows a YouTube star that my kids like. Uh-huh. Um, and the other thing that came up recently is they were uh, – my daughter was like, do you ever have comedians on your podcast that work at the Laugh Factory? I'm like, what? What do you – the what? 
do you have comedians that work at the Laugh Factory? I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, sure. What are you talking about? She follows the con- uh, the Laugh Factory on Instagram. Yeah. So now has like all like watches all these clips. So now I'm trying to find someone that she's seen. <laughs> well, I mean, you'd have to. The Laugh Factory is to they get your they ask for your permission, but I mean, I don't know. Like you wouldn't really give it. You know, why would you give them your material? So she might. There might be. I don't know. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that I was going to bring up that you uh, you told on the Jackie and Lori show is uh, you had your kid with at a club and Tiffany Haddish was there and gave him a little what's up. Oh, or yeah. Something? We were at the Laugh Factory. Yeah. We did um, at Thanksgiving. They Thanksgiving and Christmas, they do this thing where they feed the homeless. Nice. So we were home for Thanksgiving. So my son and I showed up and. Uh, we were just, you know, feeding people, handing out napkins, you know, tending to their needs. And, um, Tiffany Haddish was there and, uh, my son just had a growth spurt. So he looks like 35 right now. And (laughs) she's like 13. Oh my God. He's going to be a player. And then, uh, and then my son didn't know who she was because she's a stand-up, right? <laughs> and again, he tunes out. But then we drove by a billboard she was on. I'm like, that's the woman that said you're going to be a player. No way. Yeah. Oh, now, she, now he's got to be telling everybody. No, he, no, he's honestly, he would only, he's so into anime. Like the, when real people talk to him, it's very uh, dis- disturbing to him. But if, <laughs> say, a, a cartoon character were to somehow come to life, like Naruto or something. Something, he would be incredibly oh excited. Yeah, he's no interested in people, just drawings. I remember being a. Uh, I'm surprised by that. I remember, uh, like, we. I was a kid going around. Was it like a Boy Scout thing we had to do where I like went around the neighborhood and picked up garbage for an uh-huh. afternoon or something with, with my dad to get like a merit badge or something. And I remember this really pretty girl that lived in the neighborhood saw us doing that and complimented me. Ne- it was like the greatest day of my life. Oh, I neat. still. I don't, I mean, I can't picture her now, but I remember like, oh my God, like I was, you know, like 10 or something and this pretty older, I don't, she's probably you know, a teenager and to me, I thought she was 30, Yeah. but, but complimented me and it's, it's still stuck with me. Like, that was so great. She made me feel so wonderful. I bet you're deep down. You're, maybe your son's not sharing it with you, but he's like. Maybe. I have no idea. Tiffany yeah. Haddish. I mean, he doesn't tell me any of that stuff for sure. <laughs> I'll have to listen to his podcast in 20 years. <laughs> there can actually be one. <laughs> the the thirteen-year-old podcast. Um, let's see. Is there anything else we should be talking about? Um, I saw you worked with Michael Palasek recently in Chicago. He was oh yeah, that here. was so fun. He's awesome. I love him. He is awesome. Um, here's one more thing I want to ask you about. So, okay. listening to you, you were talking about recently where you were in New York, popping in and doing all these shows, mm-hmm. two a night, three a night, six a night, eight mm-hmm. a night, whatever. How is that compared to like you're here at Acme? Doing a whole week where it's all your hour to finish, you know, it's your headlining gig and you get to do everything you want. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's super different. Um, there's more time to screw around. Like in New York, the sets are really short and they're, and they're one after the other. So, you know, you, you don't go long, you do your 15 minutes and then you hop into a cab and go to the next one. So you're sort of, you know, it's, um, you have to be really, if you have a lot of sets in one night, like six or so, you have to, uh, for me, I have to come up with a set list and not stray from it because it'll start to feel like I did this joke already. Yeah, I did. That's okay. I, on a different show. Sometimes you're the, you're in the same room over and over again, like three times in a night. 
um, it, it just feels like deja vu. So sure. you really have to be really strict about it. Um, and it's, you know, you, it's just very different. You know, here you can stretch out and, um, you know, mess around and stuff like that. So they're both very valuable experiences. How close are you to having an album? Um, I recorded an album in October, and I have to listen to it and pick tracks, and I just am postponing that. Um, I'm sort of reluctant to put so much material on an album until I have enough new stuff to replace it, because I don't want to be going to a club. And again, maybe people don't listen to comedy albums or they don't buy them. I don't really know. I'm I'm, in my head. I'm thinking everyone's going to have my album and they're going to be reciting jokes along with me. And I don't want that. So (laughs) I'd rather wait until I have, you know, maybe at least 20 more minutes. That's new. That's not on it at least. But, uh, and also it's just hard to listen to material. It's hard to listen to sets. It's really hard for me to listen to stuff, you know, Sure. So uh, anyway, it's going to take forever for me to get it out <laughs> is my point. <laughs> so when you're here a year from now again, will you still be saying, no, I recorded in October of 2019. Probably. And I still need to listen to it. Yeah. Really happy with it. Still need to listen. Mm-hmm. Get it out there. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Depends how fast I write. And nice. I'm not a fast writer, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, all right, looking over my notes. I don't know. I we could go on for I don't know. There's a oh, uh, here's one more thing. The other thing I saw about uh Conan, they're going to do a web series, Meet the Conan staff. Uh, do you have any involvement in that, or what do you know I about that? I think that's uh, scripted, which it's, means it's actually not the staff. Yeah, yeah. So, but I, I've no. There's like different arms of Conico that I have no idea exist. So <laughs> that's one of them. <laughs> yeah. Just listen to what you just said. How much is that changed in the ten years? Like different. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, he has... How much co- was Conoco 10 years ago? I mean, what? how big was... Uh, it, you know, it was the show, I think. Yeah. And now, and then... Now know, it's you, like eight podcasts. There's and, podcasts, and there's scripted podcasts, and there's just, you know, talking podcasts, and there's um, uh, there's digital stuff, digital, di- excuse me, digital shorts, and uh, and then there's the, the part of Conan where they're putting all of the late night shows and TBS shows on one site. So you can see all the old sketches going back to 93. Oh yeah. I heard. So that is happening. Yeah. It's happening very slowly because they have to, there's copyright stuff, right? (laughs) Well, no, no, no. NBC let them do it, but there's a lot of like jokes that probably that flew in 1994 that are not going to fly in 2020. So they have to be, everything has to be watched. And then, then people just go, all right, are we going to, you know, it's, it's a joke about Kirstie Alley's weight. Are we going to have that on our, in our archives forever Inter- or yeah, not? Yeah, and yeah. so it's, it's stuff like that that they're taking on, I think, you know, where, you know, comedy, I'm not defending any jokes, making fun of women's weight, you know, or whatever, but comedy does reflect what's acceptable at the time. And at the time, you know, it, all across the late night show, you know, Letterman made fun of Oprah's weight. I mean, Leno was like, did the same thing. I mean, that was just sort of, you know, considered okay. And, um, you know, it's not now. And so they're, they're just, they, I think they just don't want that to be, you know, included in the legacy when really the, what Mm. I think Conan's really all about is like this incredibly silly, you know, timeless stuff. That's so, so funny and dark and weird and, and, 
you can tell it came out of a 1230 at night mind, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. So I think they're curating that a bit, not just throwing everything up, you know, which is, I, I think that's good. Yeah. I had read something of something about um, the music. Oh, that's a separate thing. I mean, you can't have the music online. That's the other thing. The bands, you know, yeah, you'd have to pay massive uh, fees to licensee fees, I guess, to record companies yeah. or whoever owns a song or something. So there's a lot of band stuff that you can't see. But that's I think that goes for everybody almost yeah. like all the shows. You that's know, I think they can keep it online for a certain amount of time. Then they have to take it off. And then people put it up on YouTube. But it's once once a record company finds it, they'll take it down. Right, 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 right. Um, well, let's put a bow on this thing. People need to come see your podcast yeah. on Saturday. What time are you doing it? Four o'clock. Four o'clock here at Acme. Today is Thursday. You're going to get this posted online, and people can come to your show tonight. Yeah. Two shows Friday night. Yeah. Two shows Saturday night. Yep, the usual. Of, of Lori Kilmart doing stand-up. And um, please come back in a year so we can do this again, and I can update you on uh, my daughter's swimming career. Cool. I could be, be a proud <laughs> swimming dad. Sure. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Justin.